Hi, I'm Susanna Keith, founder and CEO of Hello Career Guru, Inc. We so appreciate your listening to our podcast. Hello Career Guru is a company committed to helping all women advance professionally, no matter what age, background, income, geography, or race. Hello Career Guru offers women one unifying online platform for developing their personalized career game plan, which is powered by Executive C-Suite Insights. So for this episode of Hello Career Guru Salon, I'm very excited to have a conversation with my dear friend, Laura Randa, who has 25 years of experience as a biotech executive, including working at Regeneron. So happy to be here, Susanna. Thanks for including me. So Laura, you have had an innovative career in biotech and healthcare. Tell us about your career trajectory in life sciences. Yeah, so I, I actually will uh, take a back step. I, you know, I, I received my um, work in my undergraduate at Ohio State University, and I had an opportunity to go into education initially. My degree is in economics, international economics, and education. I took one of those very, very non-traditional kind of pathways into the biotech industry. The first thing that I actually did, as I said, is I walked into education but then, three years into it, I was appointed um, by a Republican governor, Michael Castle, and the chairperson was uh, now president-elect Joe Biden. And I worked um, to build a brand new de department and division within uh, the state of Delaware. And it was a fascinating experience. It taught me three main things, how to build public-private partnerships, how to build successful teams, and most importantly, I think, how to work across the aisle to get alignment and, and get things moving. And that was really significant. I had some powerful, powerful sponsors that have remained my sponsors throughout my whole career. A lot of the work that I actually ended up doing was focused on healthcare. As a daughter of somebody that um, my father worked at DuPont with over 30 patents in the Teflon industry and married to an organic chemist, um, my, the high science was always of strong interest to me. So I decided to go into the biotech industry and I entered and, you know, typical to that day and time, you had to kind of enter in as a sales rep and then work your way through in the organization. I entered and was a sales rep in Philadelphia uh, which was actually one of, which was a wonderful place to work because there was so much diversity. You know, there was commercial and government, there was GPOs, there was managed care, there was just so much variety that, throughout my job. I had a great, uh, I was with uh, Solve Pharmaceuticals for the first year, and then I met somebody in a parking lot at the VA and stopped to talk to them. And I think one of the key things is stopping to talk to people because, you know, everybody's worried about competing and not having time, you know, to talk to our competitor. But this ended up to be a wonderful experience. I ended up helping him get access to the pharmacy director at the VA, which he previously was not able to do. And in turn, I ended up going to work for him and ended up working for Purdue Pharma for nine years in the early, early days. And that pivoted my career. I went to Minnesota and managed care starts, market access starts in Minneapolis, you know, with so many power hitters sitting in, in Minneapolis. And I was very fortunate, again, networking. I was very fortunate to be working with key customers 
um, every day, but then I actually got to go to the baseball games and all the social events with these key leaders. And it was really critical. It gave me an edge in the marketplace that I knew these people both professionally and personally. And I still, to this day, benefit from those early days in my career. Um, then I actually pivoted and had some opportunities to start an emerging company, um, get into specialty pharmacy um, products, therapeutics at another company, um, build a diagnostics public health program where um, we had launched an HIV um, product for um, AIDS patients and can we assess whether they have HIV early. Had the opportunity to launch quadrivalent flu at GSK, um, which was a big, big um, improvement from the TIV coverage. And quite honestly, I thought that was going to be the biggest public health uh, experience that I was going to do in my lifetime. Boy, was I all wrong on that. <laughs> uh, and you know, and then I went into Regeneron, and we were, I was the hundredth commercial employee. Uh, when I left, there were 7,000 employees. It was 1.5 billion when I was when I came in, and it was an 8 billion when I left. Uh, had a very unique opportunity there because of the smallness of the company. Had a great opportunity to really shape how we were engaging with our stakeholders, government and payers. How we were launching products, and how we were in, how we were planning for our three to five year long term goals, and how to make sure they were successful. I had a unique opportunity uh, to work with the CEO for three years, traveled all around, build our relationship with payers and governments, and ultimately landed in one of the most successful launches, Dupixin, um, that the, the market has seen for a really long time. So I was very excited to be part of that and help shape that environment uh, with such access for you know, patients and affordability. Um, then uh, I had an interesting opportunity to be a vice president of Novartis. And one of the things that was important there for me strategically was I had never worked for an ex-US market company. And with a brand new 44-year-old CEO out of, out of Basel, uh, it was a very interesting opportunity. Again, got to bring an early engagement model to how we launch commercial, a launch readiness model, and integrate services among, among four divisions. Um, and most recently, I've been at a small startup, um, helping them go from a development company to a fully integrated pharmaceutical company. But I think one of the keys and one of the themes that I've done throughout my entire career is innovation. All companies really strongly, you know, were innovative. They were bringing innovative products to patients. They had strong leadership. Uh, they had great culture. And they had the right commitment from the board, including the right investment. Uh, so I, you know, I was very fortunate to have such a, a deep experience with some very deep companies with with really strong leadership. Laura, it sounds like you've had an incredible career across so many different innovations. I love that because I really do believe in the analysis that we've done with Hello Career Guru and all the C-suite women, innovation is how our nation continues to get ahead. And we need to particularly do that. And we know that life sciences and biotech is a critical area. So Laura, to that end, how have the career rules changed and what must you do to win the game? Yeah, I think, wow, 
this question is so timely, Susanna, because rules I've seen change over time. But right now, while we're in this middle of this COVID, where there can't be live interviews, where you can't go to dinner afterwards and be able to kind of, you know, see if there's good connection with the people that you're interviewing, there's been so much change in the impact. Uh, for, you know, joining new organizations, you know, engaging with your stakeholders, your, your sponsors, your mentors. So I think one of the big things that's been really a hot for me is in this time, we need to engage our network and build our network and put those deposits into people before we really need them. Because there's so many things that, you know, the companies that are here today, you know, could go through an acquisition, they could, you know, they, they, they can actually close doors, there's so much change. So, so many of us, especially, I think, as women, actually put their head down, they work all these hours, they maybe work internally and make the connections internally, but they don't network externally. And I think that's such an important point. So don't forget, I think, you know, know the people in your company, know the people in your function, but also know, you know, make your target list of what companies you, you could potentially want to go to if you, if you wanted to aspire to another company. You know, meet people in that organization. Get to know them now. Don't just chase job postings, but really know the people before you make any moves. So I, the biggest thing I can tell you is we all should get black belts on networking. Network, 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 and, and build your network before you need to have them. Laura, that's such a great um, C-suite insight because it's so critical to have networking and connecting as a goal. And I do believe right now in COVID, we do have somewhat of a captive audience, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Now's the time to reach out to those individuals and say, I'd love to do a quick you know, few-minute coffee in the new year. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, I think that, I think the other thing is, is while you're, while you're getting the, the new network kind of, you know, percolating, right? Because I, you know, remember, I think it takes two, three contacts, you know, sometimes, you know, be interesting at, before, you know, you need to like get them to be interested in you before, you know, you ask for too, too many things because, you know, you have to have a strong relationship with people. Um, and I think that can really, you know, be built. And I think that's so critical. But, you know, one person typically knows 250 people in their network. So I think it's critical as you really think through it. What is your goal? How many people do you want to meet each day? Set a goal, really follow through with that. You know, don't focus on just your percolating new networks, also focus on all the people in your past companies or your past experiences. That could be your lifetime network. I think that sometimes we, you know, we focus on one or the other, but I think equally the, you know, the past and our, you know, our lifetime people that have been with us for the whole entire journey, it's really important to still stay connected and linked into them. So Laura, to that end, what is the complete blueprint for executing a successful senior executive level career search? Susie, you know, it's an interesting question because I was having um, one of those coffees that you mentioned, virtual coffees. I wanted to reach out to somebody, like I just told you, I wanted to make sure I was doing my future, but also make sure I was connected to all the people that have helped me in the past and part of my, you know, my journey along the way. 
And I, I spoke to somebody that's at a very senior role at Corn Ferry. And I asked a question that I have to tell you, I was very surprised about the response. I asked Jim, I said, what percent of positions do you as, you know, one of the top three executive recruiters get versus found other ways? And I was shocked by his response. He said 5% or less. And it, it took a pause because what's the first thing everybody does when they execute a job search? They start saying, give, you know, they call their friends, they call their network, and they say, give me your three to five big executive recruiters, and I'm going to call them. And you all, you know, you smile and dial, and you go, and you call all those executive recruiters. But what has made me from that insight that Jim had shared with me, one of the things now that I, you know, I really do believe is that people find jobs when there are, many of these jobs are not even listed, especially at the VP and above. And so I think what has to happen is kind of the shift from chasing job postings and chasing recruiters, but certainly keep them in the mind, but not spending hours every day looking at those two sources, but make your target company list and then start calling people within those organizations. Meet the talent acquisition people. Talk to them about what your career goals are. The, you know, these, you know, the exec, you know, all these companies, you know, the top, you know, mid and high, you know, large cap tier organizations usually all have, you know, their talent, you know, their global talent executive team. You know, reach out to them, tell them about, you know, who you are, where you've been, and where you want to go, and make sure they know it, whether it's a job now or in the future. And then broaden your network. If this is one of those companies that is a top 10, top 12 company that you want to work for, start broadening your network and make sure that you've got good support from people internally, that if there was a job that you would have internal support. I think one of the things that's happened with COVID is that there has been a large commitment for people to hire internally. I've been on, I don't know, five or six earnings reports this last round, and there was mention of two-thirds or, you know, 50% uh, we're all going to hire internally. That's very different than the past. So, what you have to do if, is if they have that career commitment, you have to make sure that you're very vested in that company, that people aren't meeting you the first time during an interview. Take the time now, put it in your bank account, get the deposit so that when you need to make a withdrawal and have help, people help you, they are there for you. What a great analogy. I love that. Put it in your bank account for later. That's, that's so excellent with you know, the ways we should handle connections. So Laura, mindset is often more important than a great resume. What should you do to get there? Yeah, I think, especially in today's world, I have to tell you, I, I completely agree. Mindset, mindset, mindset. And I think one of the things that is really because all day long we're getting stuff. No, you got to fix this. You got to modify that, change the team, you know, team components. I think one of the things that 
that really somebody gave me some great advice, uh, you know, many years ago, and I still to this day do it. And I have my admin or whoever block me off. And I think one of the things that I've always, always said, two hours before your first meeting every day, that's your time. You know, whether that's, you know, go out and exercise, whether that's something spiritual, um, whether that's, you know, have your tea and go outside and look at the ocean. Um, and or I think one of the most important things actually that I started recently that I actually adopted for my son who actually um, meditates religiously um, morning and evening is just taking that 10 minutes. You know, whether it's, you know, some people like to just do their breathing and some people like to have guided meditations. But I just think how, pow what it's, how powerful it's become to me and my mindset. It lets you get rid of all those webs in our brain and all those turning things and allows us just to let go and really, you know, throughout the day become a lot more focused. So I'm a big fan of it. Um, didn't, didn't know it, didn't believe it until, you know, really COVID gave us this opportunity since I wasn't driving, you know, an hour, hour and a half a day each way to get to work. That's the gift that it gave me was really the opportunity to learn how beneficial it truly is. Laura, I love that because I was recently having a conversation um, with another C-suite executive woman and she really felt that meditation is key to being a good leader because it does give you the time to focus and think about how are you best working with your teams? How are you best working with others? So thank you for bringing up that critical tip for our audience. So Laura, what advice would you give your younger self? You know, it's interesting. I, I walked in a, into a company this time last year, and it was an emerging therapeutics company. And I will use the analogy that everybody wanted to become a vice president and everybody wanted to make a million dollars. At some point in our career, I think this is really critical, that we need to find ways to be collaborative, to really be able to, um, you know, for, for the good of an all of the company is really, really, really say, you know, here's my perspective being very radically transparent, make the best business case, but ultimately we have to do it with a common goal in mind. You know, what's best for the business? What's best, what really drives us to the best business goal? And I think at some point we can't continue to be that driver, driver, driver that we were early on in our careers, being very, very competitive with everybody on our teams. And how do you really figure out how one plus one doesn't equal two? It becomes a much higher number. And I think it's those components that will really drive us, you know, being very strategic, being very collaborative, and really looking at not only, you know, certainly we have to heads down and we've got to make sure today's, you know, today is a good day for the company, but we have to have a very long-term view. You know, how are we going to build this business successfully for the next three to five years? Laura, that is such great insight. So we really want to thank you for your time today um, and to especially thank our audience for being here and listening to Laura's incredible insights. 
And so in closing, Hello Career Guru Inc. is a company committed to helping all women advance professionally, no matter what age, background, income, geography, or, or race. Be sure to follow us on social media at Hello Career Guru and reach out to us at guru at hellocareerguru.com. Laura, is there anything that you want to add? And how can our audience find you? Yeah, I'm certainly on LinkedIn. And, you know, certainly if anybody has questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I just really enjoy this dialogue. You know, Susanna, thank you for having this dialogue because I think, you know, there's so many of us that um, have not built a circle of trust, right? And I think that's really important too, is you're not going through this alone. There's a lot of people that are in your circle of trust and just, you know, leverage them, use them, and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, you know, you know, I'm looking for a new job. I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. Can you help me make an introduction? Can you help me um, with this skill development? I think as women, one of our things are we have to figure it out all by ourselves. You know, build your network, build your sponsors, build your mentors, and people will help. That's it. You know, that's what that's what brings us all together. So just don't forget to do that. Oh, Laura, what a great summary. Thank you so much because really, hello, career guru and thought leaders like you are here to help. So thank you for conveying that to our audience. Thank you, everyone, and have a good one. Bye-bye.